0: All right, hey, this is Brett Myers, and you're listening to this shitty podcast. It's supposed to be about we know something, but I don't think they know shit.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Brett, you're the man. Dude, thank you is so much. Is that good much. enough? That's awesome. Perfect. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 152 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura.
0: Beep, beep, Richie. I'm trying to think. I got nothing. You'll wait till later. Ah,
1: that's fair enough. I think that was a pick of the week. It could be. As a pick of the week jab, uh, welcome to the week podcast, we know things again, where we recap all the week's nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. Ugh. It's been a fun week. A little bit of a short week. We don't have a ton of stories. Some fun stuff has dropped in the last 24 hours, including a new Pokemon from Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. We're going to talk about that. I
0: mean, I could just drop one story and be happy as shit and the podcast in, in exactly four minutes. And yeah. That'd be
1: it. Yeah. We got our top three Pokemon we hope that we hope get an evolution in Pokemon Sword and Shield just to celebrate this new Pokemon that's been discovered in the Galar region. Uh, let's see. We have our trivia today. Uh, The Nintendo Switch Lite is out. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is out. We have a new uh, something coming from Sony next week that we're looking forward to. Rambo's new movie is out. The Suicide Squad cast is out. I mean, heck, we got a ton of stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah, and by the way, a pretty cool thing is happening to the CW crossover coming this December, which Sam is going to fangirl out about.
0: Oh, I, I don't. I almost want to just say it, but I'll be good.
1: Go on over to We Podcast and We know Links in the description. It's got links to all of our social media, our Facebook, our Twitters individually at Greg Talks a Lot, at Samuel Matoro. It's got links to our uh, Instagram page, which is at We Podcast and We Know Things. And we encourage you to send us an email. We podcast and we know things all one word at gmail.com. Ask us any nerdy question you'd like. We'll answer it right there on the air. Um, while you're there, leave us a review. One star, three star, five star, don't care. Hello. You did
0: pretty good.
1: I rhymed it. I did, did it. Good. I you pulled it off. You did good. I pulled it off. You're we'd really love good. you to we'd love it if you would leave us a review. Uh, and again, just a quick shout out to our We Pod Squad Brethren, the Ion Ryan show. And MRC Tech presents the last podcast to, on alternating Tuesdays, continue to bring excellent content to the We Podcast and We Know Things podcast feed.
0: And again, I just want to say both of them, they did both Sean and Ryan. They did a great job on their three-hour freaking epic episode. Kudos to you guys. Thanks for holding us down.
1: Yeah, you guys killed it. We needed a week uh, to take care of some shiz. And then, uh, and you guys came through in the in the most glorious, miraculous and, way possible. And
0: they couldn't remember if I graduated from Archbishop Ryan. I was like, uh, uh, "What? Come on, guys, get your shit together."
1: Uh, so we got our trivia. We're gonna start there. We're gonna after that, we're gonna go to gaming. So out of the big stuff, we're gonna go gaming first instead of movies. Sam will take it over there. I'll pick it back up with movies, TV. Then we have some other stuff after that um and uh picks of the week and we'll get out of here so we'll start with trivia it is three to two me first to 11 win by two
0: sam kick us off okay who was originally cast as the joker on batman the animated series but had to drop out because he lost his voice the week of production
1: A.K. not mark hamill right wasn't mark hamill the voice of the joker in that show yes he was okay so it's not mark hamill um, or
0: could I have made that question? What, up? what
1: which one? Batman the animated yeah, series. Batman All right, so 90s, series. someone big in the 90s, Eddie Murphy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you looked at me like, give me the answers, please.
0: Okay, you have a John DiMaggio, B Tim Kerry, C Troy Baker, D Michael Emerson.
1: Ooh, um, John DiMaggio is the voice of Marcus Phoenix in Gears of War, my favorite role that he does. Troy Baker's the biggest name on there for me. Who is it again? John John DiMaggio, DiMaggio. Tim Curry, Troy Baker, Michael Emerson. Tim Curry is in that. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Huh. Well, that throws a wrench into my plans. I feel like it's him because, like, is the Joker British? That Tim Curry who played it.
0: (laughs) That that is Tim Curry,
1: and the other guys are all like voice actors. And I feel like you wouldn't have thought randomly Tim Curry to put him on your list. No, I don't care about the answer. It's almost like psychological. I'm going to go with Tim Curry. Correct. Yeah. Cool.
0: You get a half a point. Three point five. All other three have played Joker. I know Troy Baker did. I all, know that. Like, so did John the So did Michael Emerson. All I don't know who Michael Emerson Joker. is. He was like, um, what the hell was he in? If you saw his face, I can't. think I of guarantee I would. There. Or if
1: I heard his voice, yeah, I, I bet yeah. I'd I know. It's it. distinct. All right, Sam, you're getting a Pokemon question, Let's and go. it's and it's not it's not uh, not super difficult. Not super duper difficult. Like <laughs> Name the generation just by number, not by region. Name the generation that introduced the most new Pokemon into the Pokédex. Into the Pokédex. Wait, what? Okay, so there's, there's eight hundred plus Pokemon yeah. now. Gen one was one fifty one. Gen two added a certain yeah. number, and three and four, and that's how we got to eight hundred. Which generation added the most Pokemon to the decks? Oh. And just by number. I don't need the name. I have no idea. If you think about it logically, if so you, so if if you know on, they're anything, on, they're on what? Gen 9? They're on Gen 8. Gen 8. Yep. If you know anything, I mean, if you need the answers, I narrow it down from 7 to 4. So I do eliminate almost half the possibilities. But I will say this I'll give you a hint. If you think about it logically, right? If you know a small fact about the Pokemon main series games, Shit, I can't give you that because then it would spoil one of my choices. You got this, buddy. You have, I have faith in you. I have faith in you.
0: I mean, there's eight.
1: Put your phone down. Put your phone no, down. No, I'm not You're looking.
0: Your- I'm just looking at a calculator. That's all I'm doing. I'm just going to a calculator. That's it. If so, factor. <sighs> I'll just go one. See, that's a very. It's, it was one it's, of my choices. I was going to say three, but I went with one. It was one of my choices, right?
1: Three uh, was one of my choices as well. Um, it's not. You're incorrect. One fifty one is close. One fifty one, as a matter of fact, is second. So Gen one is second to Gen five. One fifty six. I would have never guessed five ever. Here's how. Um, if you if you think about it logically, Gen five did something that no other Pokemon game since Gen one did. I don't
0: even know what Gen five is. I don't Black think and I. White.
1: Pl- I didn't play Gen Five, so I it was I was out in Gen Five, just black and white, not black and white two. In black and white, they did they kind of wanted to reset the franchise after no. the first four gens. So in Gen Five, you couldn't catch any Pokemon that were before Gen. You know what's funny? Gen, I Gen think Gen I was out of Gen Four. I think yeah.
0: that well, I think Five I was I'm
1: out. Yeah, I just, I actually skipped Gen Four, went to Gen Five, got back in it at Gen Five, and then went back and played Gen Four. Uh, Gen three was I was out after yeah, Gen three. What to the question? I was
0: like, Oh, I'm fucked.
1: Yeah, you could only play as Gen five Pokemon in Black and White, and that was a little controversy, similar to the Galar National Decks, how you how all eight hundred won't be available in Sword and Shield. But again, I don't give a shit. I'm cool with it. Yeah, if they cut Scyther, I'll be pissed. But I got a feeling
0: he's going to be in there. Yeah, so I think I don't, I don't I, consider him do that. That's just stupid. So I'll take over in the gaming space. We'll start off with Nintendo Switch. Light is out. We have early impressions.
1: Uh, it is uh, the $100 less Nintendo Switch console, no handheld, or I'm sorry, only handheld, only no handheld, dock, yeah. no removable Joy-Con, no HD rumble. Is it worth it for only $100 less? The Switch Lite offers a different take on a console I love. It's beautifully put together in a way that makes the original seem downright clunky, and it's $100 cheaper to boot. But at the same time, it's missing an assortment of useful features, and there are a handful of games it can't effectively play. But if size and price are more important to you than flexibility and a bigger screen, uh, or if you're just trying to replace your 3DS, then the Lite is a wonderful way to get your hands on an awesome to get your hands on an awesome system. Eight five eight zero. Oh. Um, it's got a D-pad, which the Switch only has four little circles. It's actually got a, a functional D-pad. But I think back to a game that we had a lot of fun playing on the Switch, uh, Super Mario Party. Yeah. And you need to play with just a Joy-Con. Well, since you can't remove the do- the Switch Joy-Cons on the Switch Lite, there are no removable Joy-Cons. It's just one yeah. big thing. Th- that effectively means you can't play that game. And you technically could if you bought a kickstand, because it doesn't have a stand... And if you bought an additional pair of Joy-Con, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. So if you bought an additional pair of Joy-Con, you can play it on your little screen, whatever the little screen can't project it on your television. And at that point, a kickstand is probably going to be $20, 30 bucks. The Joy-Con's eighty, so now you're over a hundred dollars yeah. anyway. Just buy the Switch.
0: Yeah, and we, I mean, we, I think we said in the beginning that this one's definitely not for us. If we're going to get it, we're going to just spend the extra hundred dollars. Right, get and, and
1: I uh, fully approve of my Switch. I think it's you know. Uh, damn near perfect console, so I'm very happy with it. The Legend of Zelda
0: Link's Awakening is out now.
1: And I've been wanting... This is a long one, so strap in. I have been waiting for this game since it's been announced that a Nintendo Direct uh, this earlier this year... Um, so psyched on it! I think it was in March this uh, in the March Direct this year it was announced. It was the last thing. Um, it's remade completely from the ground up, brand new assets that that assets that claymation, almost uh, old Christmas claymation style art. It looks beautiful, but does it play well? Is it a long enough game to hold up for sixty dollars? What did IGN think? And here it is. My most succinct recommendation for the 2019 remake of Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening would be this. A couple of weeks ago, having finished the original, I was effectively hoping that this wouldn't be a shot-for-shot shot remake, entire decades after the fact because this game came out in 1993, the dungeons felt a little underthought. The controls a bit archaic even slowly making your way through the overworld of, by way of set clues rather than kind of self-directed navigation like a link between worlds uh, i felt potter as i felt oh, as i potter once again across kohalan island digging up its last remaining secrets to avoid turning it off again i'm delighted to have been wrong link's awakening remains the style and feel of its 1993 self but looks and controls like a game made in 2019 in doing so this feels like it was made in some alternate present where games remain in 2D, puzzle-focused, and are strange, but yet the tech has improved to support it. You get, you could, I guess, call it time travel.
0: Hmm. Uh, His 8-0. review does not do the yeah. score justice. I 8
1: His review does not do the score justice. 6. 9-4. <laughs>
0: what? Yeah. That's... It was like who reviewed that? That wasn't Triver, was it? <laughs>
1: I will say this. I will say this. The his um, video review was actually really good. I it didn't translate without a written word, but his video review was glowing. Um, and it's I mean, it's everywhere. It's just nines and tens, just
0: everywhere. So that's what, exactly what you wanted.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna pick this game up for a little while. Um, for no other reason that I don't really have the money to, to spend on that yeah. right now when I have Gears 5 to finish. And Borderlands 3 to start.
0: I need to keep you busy, my I friend. just
1: have to beat it before October 31st. And I don't know if I'm going to even buy it before then. Because
0: Pokemon! Yeah.
1: Well, no. October 31st, Luigi's Mansion 3. Pokemon's November 15th.
0: So you gotta got to prepare. You figure so, give yourself at least...
1: Pokemon, I'm going to beat the first week. I hope. I hope. And then maybe by Black Friday, Link's Awakened will be on sale. And that's probably when I'll strike. It's Black Friday. I'll get a
0: couple deals. Already plotting it. I'm, I'm listening. He's never tour. I know too you early. got it. I know you got it. Sony announces a new state of play presentation on Tuesday, September 24th.
1: It will be at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So this coming Tuesday, the day the new Ion Ryan show episode comes out, um, it sucks because every Tuesday at four o'clock I have an hour long meeting. So I'm gonna miss this Nintendo Direct style thing yeah, from I'll PlayStation. I'll miss it. A lot, too. Um, but the, they're getting shit on every time they do one. I don't mind them. You've watched them all, they're not they're not bad. I mean, what do we expect I, I, at this point? If
0: I could watch some Switch where half the Switch games is eighty five percent games that I would never play, but I still get enjoyment out of it. Like right. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And I enjoy right. it for what it is. And then
1: if PlayStation does it and that's right up your alley, and again remember the PS4 is what, six? seven years old at this point point. and we sold over 100
0: million I mean, copies you know. come,
1: i mean come on now it's so old in its life how many new games are going to be announced nothing really it's just going to get just, you up into the ps5 announcement. Just, just accept it so yeah i'm psyched for the for the state of play because i'm not over anticipating anything yeah
0: same one of our favorite segments is the mpd for august
1: yeah i love doing this uh every week we go over the top 10 best-selling games of august this was the worst selling August in 16 years, I think I read. Wow. This had the worst uh, line, not the worst lineup of games, but the lowest sales for games in 16 years. Um, however, still some cool games oh, on the list. I'm
0: surprised with Gears 5 and all that. Huh? Gears 5 September. Oh yeah,
1: shit. Yeah, September. So September tenth. I forgot wrong. Yeah, September tenth. Gotcha. Yeah. So we'll and we'll get September NPD three weeks into October. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, this is for August. Number ten, Astral Chain, which was a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Number nine, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Number eight, Mortal Kombat Eleven, which remains the nice. year's top selling game. Nice. Number seven, Mario Kart Eight. Hell Number yeah. six,
0: so, so awesome that game is still there
1: two years later. Number six, Super Mario Maker 2. Number five, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Nintendo there again. Number four, Fire Emblem Three Houses. So one, two, three, four Nintendo Switch exclusives in a row. And number ten's also a Switch exclusive. So five Switch exclusives in the top ten. Number three, Grand Theft Auto 5.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's that's just a disgrace. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Everyone who plays that game.
1: Number two, Minecraft. Which is, how, how crazy is this? Do you know how much that game is sold? Like Stupid money. Stupid, stupid, right? This is the highest it's ever been in NPD. Can you believe that?
0: That's insane. Isn't that insane? It doesn't even make sense.
1: Madden NFL 20. Eh, that's that's right? about right. It's every yeah. August Madden wins Fo- it.
0: Football's coming. Every
1: oh, August man. Madden wins it. FIFA came out this month, so I expect in September Gears 5 and FIFA will kind of be battling for the top spot with Link's Awakening. Even though oh, yeah, Link's yeah, Awakening yeah. only has 10 days. You still September think it's going to make a dent? I still think it's going to make it okay. quite a dent. I think the top three will be, um, no, maybe Madden,
0: Gears, FIFA, Madden, Gears. Ben I think 4. FIFA
1: will be one, Madden two, Gears three, oh, oh. Links Awakening hmm. four. That's my guess. I'll never remember that oh. prediction. But... I
0: already forgot it.
1: <laughs> Far fetched, God, an evolution. How cool is no. this? It's we've it's been rumored for a while. We've all said we've wanted it. Pokemon did a really cool way to like announce this. They didn't do it in direct. They didn't just do it in the trailer. They revealed it in the trailer, but they teased it on the website. If you went to the website, Pokemon.com and you clicked on the sword and shield thing, a glitched thing would come on your screen. And when I first saw it, I thought it was a fucking glitch. I got a virus. And I was like, God damn it. My phone's fucked up again. Then I clicked on it and Rotom made an it's Pokemon cry. So I was like, okay, they're fucking with me. And then it went away. So I went to the next page, and then there it is again. But you can actually rotate it, and it was like a pixelated Cubone, bone. It almost looked like. So I was like, "Oh my god, Q bone's getting an evolution. This is so cool. Its bones, its bone is going to grow, and it's going to be a sword, and you're going to be a knight. Yeah, and it's going to be Q bone. But then thinking back, I was like, "Oh shit, wait a minute. Everybody says Farfetch is getting an evolution. What if it's Leek? Its little onion thing that it carries gets a sword. Oh yeah, and that's what happened. But not only that." It gets a shield made out of duck feathers. It's fucking yeah. amazing looking. You're probably seeing it if you go on our Instagram and you look every week. We do a logo for the show where it says the episode's available, and I put two pictures. There's in the definitely going
0: to be that. It's,
1: it's there. Like I'm not resting until the motherfucking bird is going to be on our goddamn episode <laughs> logo this week. And,
0: and that's like a Pokemon. Like I never. I don't think I it's ever... It's got a cult following. Yeah, but I don't think I ever battled with him one time.
1: Because it's a little tiny bird that you don't feel like is great, but it actually is a really good moveset. And it learns Aerial Ace, which not a lot of Pokemon in I Gen have. 1 did. Uh, there wasn't a lot of flying types. so like, yeah, I think I just caught now,
0: him and he just sat in the dust. So how
1: about this? Instead of flying normal, it's now fighting. Pure fighting, yeah, because it's got a sword and a shield. Um, and it looks pretty badass, I have to say. I don't know if we put it on our um Instagram page. I know we put it in our story. I don't know if we put it in our page. Yeah, I'm I, don't going, we did. I don't think we did. I'm going to Pokemon.com right now, because every time there's a new Pokemon revealed for this thing, I always like to read the little blurb they write about it. But just to remind you of what it looks like, Sam. That's. Oh, I surfaced. know exactly what it looks like. He's the wild duck Pokemon type fighting height, two feet seven inches, two hundred and fifty-seven pounds. Holy shit, that's heavier than me.
0: Oh, he's gonna be slow. He's gonna be a slow Pokemon then.
1: Uh, the ability steadfast. Only far fetched that have survived many battles can attain this evolution. So what does they what level? No. No. Okay. Um only, only Farfetch'd that have survived many battles can attain this evolution, which I like. That's pretty cool lore. When this Pokemon's leak withers, it will retire from combat. I like that, too. So the Damn. Po- so farfetch will... Or, I'm sorry, surfetch will retire from combat if it's leak, which is its little swordy sword. Yeah. Uh, Freaking withers away. A noble knight that's f- that fights fair and square. The far fetched of the Galar region can evolve into Surfetched after experiencing many battles. That's probably how yeah. it evolves. It's yep. not by level. If you have it in your party and you fight it C- and, and just keep battling, if it wins like fifty battles yeah. or something like that, with maybe as the lead Pokemon or maybe if you max a out its or something. attack or yeah. something, who knows? Can evolve into Surfetched after experiencing many battles. They're common collected, and they make a point of always battling fairly. They are so noble in battle that they often choose as a motif for pa- they're often chosen as a motif for paintings. Of particular note uh, is a painting famous in the gallery region that depicts a duel between Sir Fetched and Escavalier. Its irreplaceable leak has seen many battles. In battle, Surfetch uses its sharp stalk of its leak as a lance and thick leaves as a shield. It maintains this leak over the span of many years and treasures it more than anything. When its leak withers away, Surfetch will leave the battlefield and retire from battling altogether.
0: I kind of like that. It
1: has a new move that only Surfetch can... Uh, learn Meteor Assault. Meteor Assault is a new move introduced in these games that only Surfetch can learn. Surfetch points its leak at the opponent and charges forward at great speed, the most devastatingly powerful move. It appears, however, that the move also puts great strain on Surfetch. It will be unable to take action immediately after this move, so it has
0: to rest. Yeah, so basically a use that as the it's last ditch effort yeah. to finish off. Yeah. No, that's cool, though. I take it. He looks cool. I mean, Farfetch, I think, needed a little sprucing up a little
1: little spark there are a few other pokemon that we feel could use some sprucing up matter of fact oh by
0: the way it's pokemon sword exclusive piss because i'm if i have the i I think uh, you got no but i think oh shield is because Tyranitar exactly so i wouldn't be able to get them yeah so hopefully you get the dual pack um
1: oh is it on shield i'll probably go Ooh, I'll Probably go sword. It does depend on the uh, exclusives, but now you have those exclusive gym leaders too. And Shield had that cool ghost girl yeah. or ghost guy. And the that's
0: why I said get both, yeah. beat one, and go beat the other. I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm so I'm so torn. What do I do?
0: I don't know what that's I why do. You get both. Trade some shit in, so you don't feel bad. I don't trade things in anymore though.
1: I just kind of let them hang out.
0: Hey, yeah, you just post them on. Uh, Facebook market. <laughs> do Yeah, no, that's movies and stuff. Yeah, I don't give a yeah, fuck about yeah.
1: movies. Movies can fucking... Oh, I got digital for yeah. days now on movies. I'm starting to move my big Blu-ray collection to digital. That's only about one-third of my collection, which is pretty insane. Times are changing. Times they are changing. I just don't feel like changing discs. You want to talk about chi- times are changing. How about discs are changing, my friend? Uh, we decided to do our top three this week for top three Pokemon. We want to get an evolution in Sword and Shield with the caveat... The caveat being that if they're already a three stage Pokemon. They're off limits. They're off limits. So if you're Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar, Gengar cannot get an evolution. Pichu, Pikachu, Raichu. Can't do it.
0: Yeah, I almost did Raichu and I was like, oh shit,
1: there's Pichu. Yeah, so you got Pichu. Mr. Mime. Eligible. He's got Mime Jr.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I almost, he was almost on the list. Well, my number three, my only Gen 1 Pokemon. Which is shocking to me. Khan. Kangaskhan. I, I would like having like a battle-worn Kangaskhan. It's got kind of scars, and the little hatchling is grown. So it's like it's like a two for one. Something didn't they do that with a different Pokemon? Th- well, there's like there's Plusle and mining. They kind of like to be
1: together. So that's there's kind of what so I. That's kind of what though. I would
0: like to see. Just like the little one grows up protecting its mother. You know what I mean? Just the moms like kind of like that old gristled vet. Just thought it was something different.
1: My number three is from Generation 2. I have no Gen 1 Pokemon because most of them got evolutions outside of like a Kangaskhan. Technically, Pinsir didn't either, but a lot of people think Heracross about, is its, its of Tangela? Tangela? Tangle. got got Tangrowth oh, okay. in like Gen 4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dunsparce is in Gen 2. Dunsparce is a really oh, stupid, yeah, yeah. derpy, piece yeah. of shit Pokemon that nobody yeah, uses and nobody he's... likes. But, man, it's I think of this thing like Gen 2's Magikarp. Right, If this thing can evolve oh, into this it. awesome banging snake, yeah. the only problem is, because it's number 206 in the decks, it's the land snake Pokemon. I'm thinking like one of those worms that comes up out of the sand like in Beetlejuice. That would be pretty or, sweet. Or like
0: evolves in like a, like a Komodo dragon type of deal. The,
1: like even like grows legs. I'm cool with that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the only problem is we do have a lot of snakes.
0: Man.
1: We have Ekans, we have Arbok, we have uh, Surviper, so we got some snakes, but we also have like 16 ducks, so I'm cool with another snake Pokemon. Uh, Dunsparce would love the same yeah. evolve. My number two, I
0: forget which, maybe three, four? Absol. Mm, my number one. Oh, wow. That's funny as shit. I, I, hey, the re- I picked was I always loved his look, he was yeah. in my party, but I just felt like he was never strong enough. Yeah, he was fast, you usually got to, I think you always attacked first with him, if I'm not mistaken. No,
1: incorrect, no. but... He is known as like the mischievous yeah. like storm bringing pokemon. He did get a mega evolution. Denny. Um but that don't count. Yeah, I just don't. Mega and evolution. I would it made him I stronger. I think his mega. mega evolution didn't look good either. I'd never
0: used I just thought he looked Abso. awesome. I always had him in my party. Just thought he would look
1: cool. Though. Yeah, Absol's my number one as I'm sorry, well. My That's okay, my friend. That's okay. <laughs> but your number Absoll. 2 is
0: my number 1. Um I be.
1: doubt it. Gen 6.
0: I've never played it.
1: X and Y. You played X and Y. I made you play X and Y on this podcast yeah, and give us your updates every week.
0: That was the one I played.
1: Yeah, you played X,
0: my friend. Good for me. That
1: was three years ago, so I get it. You don't I forget understand. everything. You don't, yeah, you don't remember, <laughs> but that's cool. Um, my number two is Halucha. I love Halucha in my in my um, Ultra Moon or my Ultra Sun playthrough. Um, I'm currently rocking a Hawlucha as my number two go-to Pokemon in my party.
0: Oh, oh okay. I was thinking the other guy. It's the wrestling Hamonima, bird. The big uh, guy? Uh, Hiriyama. Yeah, Hiriyama.
1: Yeah, that's... Um, he was I awesome. I used... can't
0: remember what it evolves from, I but it goes the guy. just two stages. So yeah. it was eligible. He was Dude, he was almost on my list. What's your number one? My number one is Houndoom. Yes, or Houndoom, Houndoom, uh, that is eligible. I thought he was a base. Again, I thought he was strong. You're a dog guy too. Yeah, exactly. So. so I just thought again he was strong. It was something I didn't feel like he, his attack was strong enough, and or his HP. He was always just like kind of that medium guy. So yeah. like he needed that one more to go over the edge.
1: Um, we want to throw like real quick. Oh, I'm sorry, you weren't done.
0: No, no. I was just gonna say, shit. I don't care. Grow t- two heads, have a three-headed Houndoom. I'm in. Um, what do they call those the three-headed dogs? Like and like, Cerberus.
1: Yeah, Cerberus. Uh, we want to throw a quick like honorable mention to Arcanine because we both wanted them, but when we were texting back and forth, I used them as an example. I think we both yeah. felt like, and I just I was like, All right, I'll take them off It would have been shocking. Yeah. yeah, and I did exactly. the same with
0: Lapras. So like, yeah, yeah that would have been a cool. Sh- yeah,
1: honorable mentions to those two from both of <laughs> us because we kind of spoiled it. We want we like to, we don't tell each other yeah. our answers beforehand. So that's why I think neither one of us put them on there.
0: Exactly. Some awesome Bandai Namco games are getting remastered.
1: Klonoa, Mr. Driller, Genpai 2 wagon Wagonland, but most importantly, Splatterhouse. One of the greatest horror games of all time. TurboGrafx-16 is where I first played it. Um, Sega Genesis as well. Maybe I think I played the second one on Genesis. But Splatterhouse, really good horror series. Got remade like 10, uh, 10-ish years ago, I think, on 360 um, and it was really fun, too. Uh, dude, really good horror game. The other ones are cool. Klonoa's all right. Mr. Jiller's not really my thing. The other two I've never played. Uh, but Splatterhouse,
0: I put this on here for that alone. Really fun game. Square Enix is bringing the first three Dragon Quests 1 through 3 to Nintendo Switch on September 27th. So, like... Next week, by the time you're going to record 153, they're going to be out. They're the
1: old NES versions of Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, the Famicom versions. So if you wanted old school 8-bit RPG action, you got it.
0: E3 is changing again.
1: Uh, they tried this before where uh, they made it a full fan experience, charged 150 bones, and like everyone hated it, it went down the shitter. But this last year, in 2019, this past E3, somebody leaked out 2,000 uh, of the game's journalists personal information they got a hold of it they leaked it out and that was a really shitty experience for a lot of games journalists well e3 has taken all of this and they're thinking okay what can we do to make it a little bit you know get a a better name in the public eye let's make it an influencer event now basically that means you're going to get more youtube fucking people there and weirdest of all it's going to be like a showcase or an experience and by that i mean The thing I read said, imagine this the demo for NBA 2K21 is on stage while the Lakers are playing a pickup game in a real court in front of people waiting to play it. Like, Mm, they're going to make it more interactive and, like, that's cool and everything, but they're also going to, like, double the amount of people that are allowed in there. So, all those folks that already waited three hours to play the latest fucking Pokemon game, you're going to be waiting six, seven hours to Uh. play 15 minutes of a game because it's your job. And I get it to wait seven hours so you can write a piece on fucking ign.com that's gonna suck
0: man i mean hey you're getting paid doing something you love so i you know do you
1: want to sit around the oh, no. seven hours that's what wh- your switch would your switch battery in would die twice
0: yeah i mean true i mean that's again like i'm not in that industry like that but if that was my world maybe but just because I'm not, for me, seven hours, my knees would not hold up. It
1: sucks that they have to. They're they're doubling the attendance because it means yeah. it makes it more stuffy. It's, the bathrooms, the bathrooms, the food, all of it, the parking,
0: yeah. everything. just My anxiety doubled. just goes like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I now feel like the walls are yeah. closing in on me. <laughs> Smash Brothers will be sticking to only video game characters for all upcoming DLC. There,
1: there were rumors for years yeah. that Goku was coming to Smash Bros. and Sakurai came out and said, "No Goku, yeah. no Iron Man." It squashed all that. We're sticking to video games. Does that mean it would that it can't happen? He could he be swerving us all?
0: He I, I could mean, be. I, but doubtful. Goku's yeah. been in
1: games. Iron yeah. Man's been in games. But uh, they're not game characters. And I, I truly think Sakurai is sticking to his guns on this one. There's enough video game characters out there. Um, Go get Goku, some anime characters. Goku gets his own game. He's in Jump Force. He's in yeah, all the freaking yeah. DBZ fighting games, DBZ Fighters. He's going to be in uh, Kakarot, the, the RPG, when it comes out in January. So, like, Goku's got his time to shine. Let's put the spotlight on those who really deserve it, like my boy, okay. here, Waluigi.
0: Well, I was going to say, real quick, just because we're all just mentioning DBZ. That there's only three episodes left of Dragon Ball Super, and it's bananas. I absolutely love Dragon Ball Super. I suggest everyone who didn't start it yet watch it. I somehow waited patiently for Is every day and week. It's on Saturday late nights, but I watch it Sunday morning. But I watch, I stayed away. I don't like. I know Machi binge the Japanese like day one. He's so he's like a year already seen it. Like he's just like saying it gets better. Like and he's right. It, just watch Dragon Ball Super. It's phenomenal. John Wick Hex, developed by Bethel Games, finally has a release date. The action strategy game will hit PC and Mac on October eighth. You own a PC? I do own a computer. Last computer game I played was probably Rocket League. It's been a while. Been a minute. I, I told Alex like, I, I want to get back to play it again, and I never did. No, we played it a bunch of times. and streamed it once. My um, my one headset, my wireless headset, broke. And I just basically stop because I feel like you need a headset, even though I do have a PS4 headset that I believe should work for my computer. Yeah. So, maybe I it's should USB get on it. USB-based, right? Yeah. So, yeah. maybe I should get on that. Uh, we're
1: going to move over to the movie section, and Rambo Last Blood is out. We have the review. The Rambo series continues its track record of ultra-violence, shallow characterization, and irresponsible politics in Rambo Last Blood, a film with more gore than a horror film and some legit badass action, too. Plays like a dark fantasy
0: of an angry teen. 6-0. 4-5. Well, I mean, I think besides the first Rambo film, I don't think the rest were kind of like critically acclaimed. I think they were always just kind of like... Yeah,
1: but those types of movies don't get made to be critically acclaimed. They get made for action junkies to turn your mind off and enjoy some motherfuckers getting beat.
0: Stallone's been doing these movies since the freaking 70s. Like, he's a beast. To, To be 74 years old, I think he is, to still crank out these movies... Hey, he's got my money. I've seen every Rambo, every goddamn Balboa. Got my money. Ad Astra
1: is out soonish. I think now. What the hell is Ad Astra? That astronaut movie with, um, oh my God, Brad Pitt? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Ad Astra is grand. Wow. But rather frustratingly not great. Uh, There's a grand poop. (laughs) (laughs) James Gray's film is a most impressive technical achievement. And the first half is exciting and flirts with profounded... Wow. (laughs) I'm not even going to try it. I'm just going to say it. Flirts with being profound. The second half, however, slows to a maddeningly sluggish pace. And the film ultimately leaves you worn out and disengaged. Damn. So now I'm now going five. 4.5. 6.8. I bet <laughs> you this movie is like a 9.0
0: first half, and then yeah. just
1: slowly just I kind of like you. the
0: permai, like the like that he was, oh, it's your father, you have to go after him, and but I don't know if the I premise? want to, yeah, The I premi? premise? premise, the premise premi. Yeah. The Permai. You said permai. I think I said permai. <laughs> but hey, I, it's a Brad or Pitt movie. We're all fucking tired tonight. Maybe, maybe one day in life I'll catch it on HBO. Because I do like Brad Pitt.
1: Um... The last big astronaut movie I saw had
0: Matt Damon. The one before that had uh, see, I saw Interstellar and that's in, it. Yeah. I can't look at a bookshelf the same again. That that movie There's fucked a bookshelf me up. Right it, there. And I look at it like I'm fucked up. <laughs> if you watch that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is
1: silly. We watched it like one of the first things we did when we moved into the apartment, Pope Drake came over. I we enjoyed
0: it, it, but it it effed it, it my head up.
1: The Suicide Squad got its full cast revealed with some new names announced and some surprises. Uh David Dastmalchian.
0: Oh that, uh, yeah, who go with that.
1: John Cena, Jai Courtney, Joaquin Casio, Nathan Fillion, Joel Kinneman, Mailing Ning, Fleuraborg. This is the very American guy saying <laughs> those names. Sean Gunn. I'm assuming that's James's brother. Yes. Juan Diego Bato Storm Reed. Pete Davidson, who I like. Comedian. Taika Waititi. Alice Braga. Steve Aggie. Tin, Tin, Tinashe? Tinashe? Kijis? We'll
0: go with that.
1: Uh, Daniel Melchior. Melchior. Melchwire, Melchwire. I'm going to go with Melchwire. Daniel Melchwire, Peter Capaldi. Julio Ruiz. Jennifer Holland. Viola Davis. Idris Elba. Margot Robbie. Michael Rooker. But
0: star-studded cast there. Like, it definitely is. You know, it has some big stars there, but no who they're playing. There's nothing like that. Just the John actress. Cena will be playing Invisible Man.
1: Dun, 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 the Joker.
0: God, God forbid.
1: He posted a photo on his Instagram of the Joker.
0: Yeah, I saw. I seen. So
1: who knows? No. He's the uh, <laughs> he puts cryptic photos on his Instagram without captions. That's what he does. Yeah.
0: And even Twitter, he's always doing shit like that. Yeah. Well, he puts like profound love
1: quotes on Twitter the fucking sap.
0: Yeah, but what he does, it's always like.
1: It gets in your head.
0: Yeah, no, but it's like it, it, he's, he's like replying to uh, his ex wife or his girlfriend. Like she'll she post something, then he'll kind of like counteract that. I don't know. Nikki Bella? Yeah, it's her.
1: Rumors are swirling, Sam, about a Silver Surfer movie being developed at Marvel. It makes total sense. It, it seems like it's inevitable
0: at this well, point. Well, number one, there's a um, Silver Surfer run by Donnie Cates right now. I think it's only. I think it's either five or six miniseries. I think the first four are out. It's absolutely fantastic. The art is is crazy beautiful. So I think, and that's getting like really hyped. So That could be something. Also, Galactus is also being rumored to be like the next big bad with Doctor Doom. So, so to, if you mention that, Silver Surfer is logical that he's right around the corner.
1: I hope Galactus, Galactus takes another ten and years.
0: Also, um, one of the deleted scenes, I, I forget which. I don't know if it was it might have been Spider Man or one of the other movies where basically i believe it's happy hogan was talking to nick fear and he says oh, blah blah we have this surfboard hidden away blah 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 kind of like a backdoor silver surfer mm-hmm.
1: um i actually forgot to put this story in there but since we're talking about superhero films i'm gonna add it here i saw spider-man far from home
0: about damn time and i loved it what
1: you probably my favorite spider-man movie maybe besides spider-man 2
0: Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I, I can't. Two is still that's it for me. Pino thinks Spider Man Two is trash and overrated, so I just oh, delete. I just delete the
1: tweet. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I've got time for that shit. Yeah,
0: we don't we don't have time for that negativity. I, I, everything, dude. I mean, yeah, if if you love it, like you can't say I don't know. Like I guess everyone has an opinion, but if you fucking love it, you love it. If you hate it, I guess you hate it. Whatever. I
1: I love to. I would say. Oh, sorry. I'm just really tired of them. Two is still my favorite. This one's probably second. Homecoming's probably my third. People were giving me shit on Twitter. Like, five different people were like, why is Spider Into the Spider-Verse so low for you? And one word. Animated. I, I, it, for me, I would take a live action movie over an animated movie any day. And I told you... That it's gorgeous. And I said yeah. how much I enjoyed it. So for everybody that says it was low on the list, how about you go glass half full, motherfucker? They're all <laughs> really good. Yeah. The only movies below that were Spider-Man 3 and Amazing uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. 2. So why don't you look at glass half full and say, I just really love Spider-Man. He's my
0: favorite superhero, so I like you him should, all. You should have also said, well, if I'm just doing anime, it's the best animated Spider-Man yeah. film. Yeah, that's damn true. Um, the twist was pretty predictable. Oh, I, I, I saw uh, like as soon as it was announced. I said you from the beginning. He's going to mm-hmm. make the swerve, and once yep. he made the swerve, it was like yes,
1: yeah, and it was it was good. I loved Jake performance. Spoiler warning, guys. I loved Jake Gyllenhaal's performance.
0: He made the film. Um, he he helped make that film that great.
1: There were some weird inconsistencies, but that happens with every movie. Yep. There was one thing, though, I harken back to something you said on a previous podcast is when the Marvel Sony news came out about leaving the MCU, I said, well, this could hinder Spider-Man 3. And you said, no, it won't. And I just like now that I've seen it on both end credit scenes, you said the way Spider-Man Far From Home ends, Spider-Verse, it, it, it doesn't he doesn't need to continue in the MCU based off the ending is what you said. And I, I think about that. No, I don't.
0: Th- I- I don't know. That sounds. I went off. back and I listened to the episode. Send me the clip because I, I don't know how I said that. But um, I what I think I I don't know what I said. Now I'm thinking about it. But what I'm thinking is his to continue without Marvel. You just fucked up his whole origin. You made Tony Ben, and now you can't mention Tony again. You know what I mean? Like so. I don't know. I, just, I don't know how I would say that unless I just said it to fuck
1: you up. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But, regardless, I look at this now, and the way that that movie ended, and Spider-Man can live on without the
0: MCU, based
1: off of the ending yeah. of that movie.
0: Oh, a 100% can, but it's just but everything that we had invested in, it's kind of just wiped clean. Like, okay, now start over. Now maybe mention Ben for fucking once.
1: I didn't get the uh, the end end credit scene with Talos. I didn't get it.
0: I didn't get it. So, basically, uh, Fury's, Fury's out somewhere in space r- getting right. ready for this ne- gigantic ward, I guess, that's on its way. And he forgot his shoes. And he was on, vacation. Like, yeah, like yeah, it was like a little joke. stupid thing. Again, that's Marvel doing their stupid humor. He's taking his fake-ass vacation. Like talos and to me that wasn't Nick like fury the whole time that this very it was just very like no and don't and to be honest i really didn't care for that it was underwhelming i didn't really care for the end credit the, the main end credit scene was the first one to me that, that was and the that, best was one. that was amazing i could that was one of the better end yeah. credit scenes i could have walked out right from that because i don't give a shit about talos and that like fuck that yeah you know what that I mean? was a really good he I mean, was great scene. like don't give, i liked the character but i was like ah i waited all that ending for that
1: yeah uh in the comics, Peter Parker ousted himself. So to have Mysterio be the one to do it.
0: Yeah, now there's reports saying that Mysterio is still alive. So all then them, the glasses yeah. were wrong, saying that he was actually dead and it was real. Yeah. So I was like, that could be an inconsistency thing. So yeah. then the glasses that he has now, they're useless. You can't fucking use them. So yeah. it's like, that's... It's going to be complicated. And I think Sony could have bit off more than they could chew.
1: They also just think like, well, if... They probably are thinking... Okay, these two movies were really good, and because we had a hand of Kevin in them. Feige. And we had a hand in them. The smallest, hand, my sa- small hand. Someone said, "Like we have, you guys think Kevin Feige is this, that, and the other, but he's fallible. We have our guys, and our guys are really good. Your guys made, you know, amazing Spider-Man too. But you know, I digress. They did also make it into the Spider Verse." So they have a talented writing team because they probably just fucking, they they probably lost, they probably fucking just cleaned house.
0: But they can't afford to have Spider-Man 3 be a shit show. They have to really nail this one without. I I agree, I
1: agree 100%, but obviously, right, that sounds obvious, but if the game that Sony's going to make next is rock solid, as it probably will be, 2018 game of the year for me, runner up for you. Uh, the movie picks its villain the right way. I don't think we're at a point where we have to introduce the Sinister Six Six quite yet. Mysterio being a part of that. So like where do you go from here? I don't want to spend half the movie... Peter Parker, like, getting ousted, but it is open season for all these bad guys. It could be a John Wick thing where all the fucking assassins go to kill him. It could be a thing where it's open season for Spider-Man villains and we just get a butt ton of them and he has to try to overcome them.
0: I'm thinking next maybe they might try to do something with maybe a black cat or maybe even introduce Harry Osborn just to, you know, I think it's still early for Kraven yet.
1: Listen, you could—they could steal Aunt May because they know her identity now. They could get to MJ. There's a lot of things they could do to fill two hours of runtime.
0: I mean, you figure they already have what? There's already three out of the six sinister sticks. What you know? um, Vulture, Scorpion,
1: Mm -hmm. which now sheds a lot of light on that um, end credit scene in homecoming where yeah. scorpion was in prison so you got three keaton, of the six and michael keaton wouldn't say his
0: name and possibly so now what? scorpion knows and his then name. what i think they said um prowler or wasn't that played by it was supposed to be they cut the scene of um the one guy from community uh, uh gambino he was in han yeah, solo yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 i know he was um god damn it he was lando yep he's in atlanta and I and I'm saying Childish Gambino, and I can't. If you guys know Childish Gambino, that's who I'm thinking it is. I mean,
1: he's the main character of Atlanta. Yep.
0: <laughs> we're, we're dancing. Uh, Danny? Is it Dan? No. Danny.
1: If only we had. Damn, damn it's
0: Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Danny Donald. I was close. You were very very close, Sam. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie.
1: Yeah, I did. I enjoyed the movie. I absolutely loved it. Uh, moving on away from comic books, Battle at Big Rock is out. The Jurassic World-themed eight-minute short film. Oh, it's out. Well, that's why I put impressions. Fuck.
0: I didn't see it.
1: God damn it. It came out like a week, almost a week ago. Shit. I'm, I'm, I, I... It's eight and a half minutes. It's clearly bridging Fallen Kingdom Okay. and the, the third film.
0: The shit show that it was.
1: Um, It starts off, I'm not going to go into spoilers or anything, because it's only eight minutes, and you have to watch it, and so does Sam. Is it, uh, is it worth watching? It's It starts off in a very, like, Walking Dead. Like, you feel like you're watching a season one episode of The Walking Dead. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Like, I could totally get this. Yeah. And if you just replace zombies with dinosaurs, it's kind of the same exact thing oh, as season one, episode three of The Walking Dead. So I was like, hell yeah, maybe episode four, but I think episode three. So I was like, hell yeah, I love that episode. So that works out for me. Very predictable, but all it does is really just tell a story about the world now as it stands. Totally good.
0: Okay, awesome. That's totally good. Good to worth watching. Because we both hated the last film. Yeah,
1: totally worth watching. Except, I when you watch it, something that happens at the end, physically impossible. Would love to know how. Would love to see if you picked up on it like I did. I went through the comments Mm -hmm. on the YouTube video hoping somebody would comment on it because they always do. And I'll hit the little thumbs up on a comment, but no one said anything about it. And I'm like, but it's it's impossible unless there was somebody else at play. I'll leave it at that. Okay, okay. Watch it. It was really fun. And it's kind of suspenseful, too. So it okay, did its cool. job. And now I'm Quick eight ready. And eight. eight and a half awesome. done. Like I'm ready for the next one. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And it got me excited again for the Jurassic World films because that second one just sucked so much balls. I hated it so much. Uh, Burt Kreischer's The Machine is becoming a film legendary Grab the
0: Rights. Which is freaking awesome. And I don't know if you know this, but originally his basically store was already kind of sold, which was Van Wilder Mm -hmm. with Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And even Burt says, I just heard him on a podcast. He goes, all his friends, they're my friends, real names. They kept the real names in the movie. Like That's my friends' names. He's like, but obviously me, they they changed it ever. And he never got a dime. He was going to sue, but decided against it. So, again, good thing you didn't sue. Bam. Now we're finally eventually going to get The Machine Story. But who could play? The Machine
1: Story is fucking
0: wild. It's If you guys just never heard of Burke Kreischer, he's a comedian. He's funny as shit. Um, me and he my always, nephew never saw him live. Shirt. He, he never always takes shirt. his shirt off live on stage. And he's, he's a husky guy. He's hilarious. So, if you need, need to laugh you here like 15 minutes, Put on, just type in Burke Kreischer, The Machine Story. I guarantee you're going to crack the fuck up. But I'm just try, like, trying, to think who could play like a young like Bert, and I I don't know who could do it
1: with a little bit of
0: gut. No, like then he wasn't he he was like he, there's pictures of from that trip that he has like he's wearing a fanny pack like the whole the Aaron whole Paul. Man, I haven't said that name in a long time. That's so. all. Oh, you'll be still. I'm sure we'll be mentioning his name quite a bit. Coming yeah, up. coming up in about a month. Here
1: we're a little under a month from El Camino. That's super exciting. Dan Aykroyd confirms that he'll appear in the 2020 Ghostbusters film, which. I guess it's more of just like an inevitability as opposed to news.
0: I mean, I I guess it's good that he's actually confirmed to continue his character from the original rather than the add-ons that the the female reboot was. Mm -hmm. So, all right, we just need Bill Murray. You know, that's it. Yeah, but he's also a psychopath nowadays, too. Uh, I'll take him. He's senile, damn it. Hey, I'll Uh, take him.
1: uh, Let's see. Movie Pass is dead.
0: Yeah, and that's something that we were both like, nah. We- it was
1: unsustainable. Yeah. It was a cool model, cool idea. Then, it was unsustainable, and we see now see why.
0: Then AMC was like, oh, here's our A-list. Get the hell out of here. Yeah,
1: cinemas um, A-list did it. Uh, the Alamo Drafthouse did it. I think New uh, New Penn Cinemas did it. So a bunch of I don't think Regal did it. Because Regal will be notorious for charging the most fucking money in America to see a goddamn movie. And because it was one like three minutes from my house, I was the sucker. Yep. I always did it. Saw 99% of my movies there in the four years I lived at my old house. At the box office, number 10, new to the list at $2.6 million, is The Goldfinch. That's actually not number 10. That is uh, number 8. Number 10 is... Hanging on strong at one point eight million dollars is Dora in the Lost City of Gold. Yeah, baby, love it. Uh, number nine, falling from number, or I am sorry, up from number eleven, which is a good thing. The Peanut Butter Falcon at one point eight million. Number eight, new to the list, is the Goldfinch at two point six million. Number seven, falling from number six at two point seven million, is the Overcomer. Number six falling from number five is Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw at 2.7 million. Number five falling from number four is The Lion King at 3.6 million. Number four falling from number three is Good Boys at 4.2 million. Number three falling from number two at 4.4 million is Angel Has Fallen. Number two new to the list at $33.1 million is Hustlers and apparently. Somebody very close to Bo Burnham made that movie, and he's like backing it to shit. Right. So good for Bo. And number one, staying at number one at thirty nine point six million dollars is it? Chapter two, yet again, a slow. Yeah, time I didn't think Bob's I was doing this. Some... This is a very slow yeah. summer Yeah in general. Games apparently, August was shit. Movies, movie's slow, semi slow. You know, you had Far From Home. You had some bangers in there. Um, you know, it obviously doing very well at the box office, but we you know it'll pick back up, but the summer blockbuster generally alive and well, uh, end game in April. Do you count that? Is that a summer blockbuster on April? What? 27th. I, was, I, I would say out? no. I think it's like just that's before. a spring movie to me. Yeah. Uh, this week we have Downton Abbey. We have Ad Astra. We have Rambo. We have Villains. We have Between Two Ferns, the movie. That dude, that looks hilarious. It does look. Good.
0: I want to see that and Rambo. They're my, they're my two picks.
1: I think it's on Netflix. So you is you can't. Yeah, oh, Between great. Two Ferns, September twentieth on Netflix. so oh, out right now. Great. Uh, Bloodline, Corporate Animals, Running with the Devil. That's got Nick Cage and Lawrence Fishburne. So you're probably all over that. that. And Diego Maradona, which looks to be an HBO film.
0: All right, I like Rambo.
1: When I look at the upcoming weeks...
0: I just I just kind of hope Stallone still has the juice to keep Rambo going.
1: Obviously, we have Joker October 4th. Yeah. But when I look no, past that... That's the next that, big one. That's the next big one. No, I know, but I'm saying like, look past that.
0: No more superhero movies the rest of the year.
1: Um, unless that. you count Jay and Silent Bob the reboot. Nah, that's
0: not the
1: <laughs> You have Maleficent, Zombieland Land twos coming out... Terminator Dark Fate, I don't know how you feel about that, I think it's probably...
0: I still gotta say it, I've seen everyone.
1: Yeah, and then we're into like November and stuff, Charlie's Angels, the reboot with um, Kristen Stewart. So it'll be
0: a quiet year, rest of the year after Joker.
1: Well, Naomi Scott's in Charlie's Angels, so I think that's enough reason for me to go see it, holy smokes. <sighs> Disenchantment 2 season 2 drops right now. Hmm. See, I didn't love season one. Yeah, yet. it was
0: just it was just okay. If I'm bored, maybe I'll finish. It's it. a
1: good transition to the TV section. Disenchantment on Netflix. If you like macaroning, check it out. Titan season two, episode two is out. What did you think?
0: I just thought it was okay. Not, I thought there was nothing that was that blew me away. But again, it, I thought it was just kind of the slow episode. They're kind of building. They're setting up their new foundations. They're showing you training. They're showing you just basically how they're you know going to try to you know I guess Titans the next generation. But, hey, I'll be on it for the whole season, especially after some some news that I shared to you. I don't know if you want to share it here or not, the picture that, that was released about Titans.
1: We're going to get Nightwing. We all knew that. Yeah, I
0: think we all knew it. But, yeah, basically it was a picture that he was, it was, like a, it was a faraway shot, but he was in a Nightwing costume. So, I'm happy. Yeah. Just give me Nightwing. Uh, That's it.
1: Really like Titans. Shoo- showed another villain, too, and a hero. That's what you texted me after you watched it.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, but I don't want to say the villain. I don't want to, I, It's we all knew that Deathstroke was kind of going to like he was after um, Trigon. After that, he was next big bad. But they kind of throw like another one at you, and I'm like, oh cool, it's a villain that maybe not many people know. I obviously read comics and know who he is, so I'm interested to see where they go with him.
1: Episode two's review from IGN: Ti- Titans second season is already much in much stronger shape thanks to Rose. Freed of the leftover baggage from season one, the series is now able to move forward and establish a more engaging status quo for its heroes. In many ways, the series feels more in line with the comic book source material, even yeah. as it tases big shakeups for heroes like Robin and Hawk. The cast is growing to the point of becoming unwieldy, but perhaps that will change once these heroes are all living under one roof. Eight oh, eight one. Yeah,
0: that's Wrong! 8-1. That's, eight that's one. what I feel. Like. It was just an okay episode. Just moving the story forward, get past that that last episode bullshit of the finale of the first one.
1: A show that uh, hasn't been relevant really in the public eye in quite a while um, apparently is picking up on this 80s motif, like Stranger Things mm-hmm. is doing it and all this stuff. They wanted to join the party with American Horror Story 1984 with a fun cameo by Mitch Pelegi, who was Killer Horace Pinker in, 1987, in 1989's what, Shocker. 1984 will probably uh, strain and struggle mid-season, but the camp still uh, settings. Wow, I can't read tonight. Will struggle mid-season to keep the camp setting feeling vital and believable, but now it feels like it's more amusing uh, than AHS's pocket universe has stepped out of the show's usual marathon of meaningness to bring us something sinister and silly. Even the VHS style opening credits feel like feel like sunshine compared to the nightmarish operas from the past. American Horror Story 1984 kicks off things with a story designed to dive back into the 80s horror and remind us how fun and freaky the slasher genre can be. For the first time in a while, a bunch of decent characters are on the chopping block instead of the show's usual parade of vicious and cruel creeps. This suggests a season that won't be a harsh hornet's nest full of nasty nightmares like previous installments have been, but instead a medium spicy ride full of crowd-pleasing chills. 7-5.
0: See, I, I never watched any of the show.
1: I did. I, I watched, know, I, I mean, I watched a one lot.
0: episode. Zachary Quinto was in an episode. Yeah,
1: that's season one. That's The Murder House. That's my favorite season. It's not even close. But season six, I think, was a Freak Show. That was good. I liked that one. Roanoke last year sucked. Hotel sucked with Lady Gaga. Coven's really good. Asylum's really good. Um, so it's got legs. Yeah. Um, but apparently, if it can get back to its former glories then we're in good shape. Ashley really wants to watch it. I'll watch it with her, so looking forward to that. Sam, something happened for the first time ever. Mm. It took 21 years in the United States, 22 years outside of the United States. Ash is the Pokemon League champion of Alola.
0: Only about so many years late. 21. So many years late for us. Should have won that first one. I would have loved for him to win it, or at least the next season or something, but God damn, you finally won. And guess what? I'll probably never watch that episode or that run. I watched the clip.
1: I watched the clip live as it was happening in Japan. Um, I watched it unsubbed and undubbed. So I have no idea what they're talking about or what they're saying. But I do know Ash's name in Japanese. So I could pick up whenever they said his name. It's Satoshi. Uh, So I could pick that up. And I know what two Pokemon are on the field. And I know what Pokemon Ash uses. It wasn't Pikachu. It's not Pikachu.
0: What are they like, the same Pokemon?
1: They are the same Pokemon, yeah. but they're two different forms of the same yeah. Pokemon.
0: I even that, and I was like. Like it doesn't it doesn't ring true like what I watch. So to me, it's like because it's not what you watch as a kid. Hey, we got it. You're a nostalgia not,
1: guy, it, Gen One we understand it. Hey, Move forward. It's Pokemon
0: that we don't know. So
1: it's Pokemon that everyone that's a Pokemon fan knows. <laughs> I'm out. You lost me. Sorry, Ash. Pokemon we don't know. And it's it's Pokemon you don't. Know. And
0: it's not even the same voice actor. So I it's can't not even get the in. same
1: animation style. Ash looks completely yeah, different. I, all I, of I, that. I can't get into. Do it. you know the name of the voice actor or actress that played Ash growing up? Some chick. Veronica Taylor. Oh, That is correct. Smallville star Tom Welling will reprise his role as Superman in the CW crossover coming this December. In other news, NBC Universal.
0: (laughs) I think this even trumps Kevin Conroy coming back as Batman, like doing his first ever live action. Well, Tom Welling is Superman. Like that's awesome. Well, that's what I've watched you know 10 years i had to play or over 200 i think it was 231 episodes i think of just him and then you only get him in the superman suit for like five minutes and you like you don't eat like it's all cgi what you see him you see rip his shirt with the S.
1: he's running out of like a top the what's well, the daily planet yeah
0: so that it's just like that's the only tease we got and i know me and i'm Millions of other people have basically said, like, we wanted a little bit more. Like, we watched it for 10 years. You gave us five minutes. Like, you know, just like, just, we don't know yet if he's coming back as Clark Kent or if he's going to be in a Superman costume. All we know that he's in it. We're there. Now, to me, it's, it's, he's usually doing cons with Michael Rosenbaum and they both said that they were never. That they were both never approached or talked to. So me now it's like okay, so Rosenbaum. maybe will we see Lex Luther? Michael Rosebaum was like to me that would just be the icing on the cake. This would like bring back old fans who pr- probably don't really watch the new stuff, but I think just Tom Welling, and Michael Rosebaum, I think you'll get all the Smallville people to bring it, and this will be the biggest crossover event ever for CW. I'm, Hype.
1: I'm hyped. You're hyped. Yeah, hey, okay. dude. Tom Welling's my boy, man. NBC Universal announces Peacock. Their streaming service, oh. NBC's logo is the Peacock, yep, yep, and yep. you know, NBC Universal owned by Comcast, so they're doing their own streaming service. They did nab a big fish. Uh, I think The Office is yeah, exclusive is. to yep, yep. The Peacock. Peacock has some cool uh, originals lined up, original shows. But again, I think that it's going to be lost in the sauce of
0: another yeah, there's just too many. streaming Dude, there's too service. Many.
1: You're oversaturating the market, and the problem is that everybody's trying to be the first to it, yep. and no one's going to be as big as Disney. So it's like you're competing with the giant, and you're trying to come out at the same time as the giant. You're going to be left in the dust. Wait a little bit. Let the other dominoes fall. Let Apple Plus go away. Let. HBO Max, die, and then come in into the market and save it because streaming, there is nothing else. TV is is dying, maybe not as quickly as some people had forecasted, but there's no other way to watch TV right now. Yeah, we didn't think streaming would be possible 20 years ago, but at least computers were around. Other than that, there is no magical device. My guitar cannot stream television. So wait a little bit. Streaming is the way of the future. It's not going away. You don't need to rush to the market Hold off a little bit, Peacock. Come out a little bit later. I support you. I like you. It sounds cool. I think the office is okay. Let's wait a little bit. You're overs I'm not I'm not gonna pay
0: for you. Yeah, I I will say I I'm definitely not going to subscribe. I have
1: Hulu for thirteen bucks. I have Spotify for ten bucks. I have Nintendo Switch Online, PS Plus, and Xbox Live Gold. I have Uh, Xbox Game Pass. I have ESPN Plus. I have the DC Universe. At least the Pokemon Bank thing? Pokemon Bank, $5 a year. That's that's a lot of
0: money. I'm just saying, just added another one. That's That's another HBO Max,
1: I'm going to be getting Disney Plus. Like, my auto debit is going to get (laughs) fraudulent. From all the shit that gets auto (laughs) debit. I'm going to have to keep an extra
0: eye on my account now.
1: (laughs) I can't believe it. Seinfeld is actually coming to Netflix in 2021 after they've lost Friends and The Office. Uh, so it's nice to see, uh, a, an iconic show like Seinfeld and I never got into it as a kid. It aired right after the Simpsons. So I was already kind of like, boom, I I loved it back to back Simpsons. Let me go outside and skateboard for the rest of the night. I didn't want to watch Seinfeld, but I'm open to it now. I think when it comes to Netflix, I'll give it a shot.
0: I just I don't know Jerry. I think his face just annoys me. I think sometimes. it's on Hulu now though, so I could watch it even if I There's want. There's something to. about Seinfeld, just like a prick. So I just uh, I just I just nothing. So you're not a comedians in coffee getting cars or? Yo, and I, and I, I watched coffee? the episode. Like the guests are cool, but I think Jerry's a prick. Just that's just how I feel. I you're can't allowed get, to feel I can't, that can't, way. Yeah, can't get in the
1: the Boondocks is returning to HBO Max for two reimagined seasons plus the
0: original. 55, Fifty-five episode run that debuted in two thousand five. That's pretty cool. The Boondocks. I, I remember watching. Funny it, show. Yeah, because it was on adults. Very out there. Yeah, it was. It was. It was because that was like back when, like I was kind of getting into anime, so like, they showed that. I think it was like uh, Samurai Champlo, and I think they threw it in Inuyasha. Like they threw in a couple animes. And I watched a couple episodes. It was good.
1: I got a DM this morning as we move away from the television uh, space. Well, technically, let's just end it with this. T- it's technically a TV story, so I will. AEW's weekly TV show that starts October second. So two weeks. Two weeks, it finally got its title. Wednesday Night Dynamite. Wednesday Night Dynamite.
0: Okay.
1: AEW's Wednesday Night Dynamite, which I I think it's fun. Yeah, it's Um, okay. Did you watch Dynamite last night? I'm just going to say AEW. Yeah. Uh, Last night, NXT made its premiere on USA. So my wife and I watched that. It's weird, though. NXT on USA, it's live now. It's not pre-taped, which is fun. But... It's supposed to be two hours, but I go on my little thing to, to DVR it and it says eight to nine. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we sit down and we watch it around 9 o'clock a little bit so we can fast forward the commercials. Yeah. And when it gets to the main event, it says, see this match tonight on the WWE Network. And I'm like, the fuck? They're airing a second hour on the WWE Network? I'm like, I'm out. That's a stupid, weird thing yeah. to do. So I'm like, I'm done. So it turns out they're actually only doing that for two weeks. They're only doing that until AEW debuts, okay. and then NXT will move to two hours, just like AEW, so in the same exact time wow. slot. Um, it turns out that the reason they have to do that is because Suits is doing their finale oh, okay. the next two okay, weeks. That make, okay, so that they, makes sense. USA just didn't actually have the time block available. Yeah. So that's why they well, they had this network, and they were, they were like, let's use the resource. Yeah. But no, they needed to beat AEW to market, so they had to do something. Better nothing. If so facto, we'll do an hour and then an hour on our streaming service that millions of people have. yeah. no, I think that's cool. AEW's fun. Uh, NXT kicked ass last night. Three really good matches on USA. I did not watch the uh, network feed, but apparently some crazy shit happened on it, so that's cool. Um, But yeah, I can't wait. AEW in two weeks. I'm going to watch live every week. And then I'll DVR uh, NXT and either watch it afterwards or uh, the next day. But I'm super psyched to have wrestling three days a week live, Raw on SmackDown. Raw's Mondays, SmackDown moving to Fridays. But Brock Lesnar came back on SmackDown this past week, so I'm so fucking I'm out. <laughs> I'm fucking out. Uh, so I got a DM this morning as we move to our last story of the night. And... Uh, I was like, okay, it's probably either Ryan or Sean or you. Generally, that's who I get DMs yeah. from on our Instagram account. At we podcast, we know things. Either it's they added us to their story, this, that, and the other. I was surprised and delighted to see that this DM came from Steve Sabosley, the lead singer of Punchline. Punchline
0: yeah,
1: and I was like, hey, Steve, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. And he said, hey, just wanted to see if you've heard of this new documentary coming out and he's the one who kind of hooked us up with the last blockbuster uh so he has the inside track and it was called the last scene the last scene documentary and i had not heard of this documentary i feel like i did like as i did a little research but i'm not gonna i'm gonna plead the fifth on that one um then on the same day that he uh sends me a dm about it and i follow them and all this good stuff i get an email from a pr company about it so I'm like, oh, wow. holy shit! Of course, I would have just deleted that email probably, um, but then I see that it's the same thing you just showed me. So of course I'm gonna read it. Um, it was it's about the, sh- the going into the year 2000 and the emo scene. Okay. So it's the emo scene in the early 2000s, the late 90s, and kind of the shift over. And I just want to let you know some of the people that they've interviewed for this friggin' documentary, because it sounds really cool. I mean, not as cool as the emo bands that we've had on this show. Yeah, of
0: course, of course. Of of course. That was without saying.
1: But they've had Travis from Piebold, Vinny from The Movie Life, Mm -hmm. which you know we've tried to get for the past three years, Uh, Peter from Over It, Shane told the lead singer of Silverstein, Fred... Mascherino from formerly Taking, Taking Back, Back, Sunday Back Sunday and now terrible the color things. and terrible things and now the color Fred. Yep. Uh, they've had backstage access to the Warp tour. It looks like they had Mark Rose from Spittlefield, who follows us on Twitter. Thank you, Chris Conley, lead singer of Saves the Day, uh, Amy Madden Fiddler from uh, I'm sorry, Amy Madden from Fiddler Records, Chris from Anti Flag, my boy John Tran. The fat Asian guitar Homegrown. player from Homegrown. That's awesome. He is skinny as shit now.
0: Oh, for I, I, yo, I always like that one song by Homegrown, I swear. I well, don't like song. Everybody does.
1: Yeah. Homegrown was like kind of one hit wonder. Um it's You're Not Alone is yes, the song I'm thinking it. of. That's it. I know what you're thinking. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. But John Tran, Ben Jorgensen, I think it's Jorgensen, but I'm going Jorgensen okay. here. The lead singer from Armor for Sleep. Oh yeah, you love, love that Armor fan. for Sleep. John Walker, J.T. Woodrow from Hawthorne, Hawthorne Heights, Heights who we've yeah. had on this show, and Jeff Rickley from Thursday.
0: Oh, there's, some big, there's some big bands That's there. That's
1: only the beginning, because they're still doing more. There's a Kickstarter going right now. They've already met half of their goal of only $10,000, and they have a bunch of backers, so you could be a part of that too. Please check it out, the last scene documentary on Kickstarter. We need this documentary to be made I would, lo- I would watch it. it. It reminds me of a drive-through DVD.
0: Yeah, it's got of the band you said. Like, yeah,
1: nothing will ever be as good as those no. drive-through DVDs Never, ever, 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 ever. But I'll tell you, this could come in a close second place, my friend. Uh, Sam, what's your pick of the week? Let's get down and out of here.
0: So I went to the movies. I saw it chapter two, which three is hours why later. I, my beep beep, Richie. Yeah, I. So I bought the tickets. I think it was like 5.30 or something. I'm like, all right, you know, let me go ch- check see how long it is. 169 minutes. Holy shit. I was like, shit, I really wish I, I got an earlier tickets. I was like, man, I hope I don't fall asleep. I did not fall asleep. Directed by Andy Muschietti. And I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it just as much as I liked the first one. I feel the adults, Wow. The adults, Greg, they were perfectly cast. The kids, of course, were great. From the first, yeah. they were great, and the adults. I feel like they just picked it up. Like they just like it. It just freaking worked. Mm-hmm. Like the one guy, I swear, looks like him. Like I, they could just like par- when you say, you'll know. But it was actually um, the guy who played in Swamp Thing, who played the human version. Oh, really? He he plays one of the characters. I was like, oh shit! And he like the, when he looks to the younger kid, they look almost identical. So again, it was Rotten Tomatoes. I think it had like a sixty-two percent. it was seventy-nine million. As you're hearing this, they probably just crossed the $400 million mark. And I also heard like possible – like somehow they can make a third film. I I don't know if that's going to happen. If it is, that's completely off the books because I know this was Stephen King's novel. He has a nice cameo where if you know what Stephen King looks like, Mm -hmm. you will pick him out. I just thought Jessica Chastain, she was great. James McAvoy, Bill Hader was great. Of course, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. He was, it was good. Did it feel three hours? Did it? I I would say no. Like the story, it was good. It just kept you like, you you were just like, I just feel like that's how good the adult actors did. That it it kept me in. Like I think I peeked at my phone maybe twice, but it wasn't enough that I would answer a text. Like I was always in the movie. Again, like I think what you said, there were some jump scares that, but I felt like you knew they were coming. Like, so it's not like... The first one, the jump scares were predictable. Yeah, yeah. And this one, I think, was just the same. Like, I was, oh, this is about to happen. Bam, it happened. So it's like, okay, I was there. Like, I wasn't, like, frightened. The scene with the old lady? Oh, that was probably... Like, you knew it was coming, Yeah, but, you could see it coming, but it reminded me of like, The Visit. Where she kind of morphs into. You're yeah. like, it, it might freak you out for a quick second, but you, you'll, you'll regain. But it was good. I think it was a, a nice way to kind of tie the knot, put away that the second... And I just thought it was great. I think it was better than the original with Tim Curry. What you can do now with technology and stuff, and mm-hmm. I just liked it. Thought it was good. Had some funny moments. Maybe some people little frightening. said people people
1: said it tried to go more for comedy than scares in a lot of it. And, and tried wait, too my, hard to My, be my funny. only
0: thing would be like I felt like I didn't see Pennywise enough. That might be my only like slight against it, as I wanted more Pennywise. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes sense. In a three-hour film. Yeah. This, I want a little bit more Pennywise, because in the beginning, they're setting up the adults and their yeah. past, and they kind of like hell, it sets up mm-hmm. each person, which is good is how I want to. I just, they may have been, I mean, if I'm there that long, throw an extra five minutes of just Pennywise scenes, and I think I would have been really happy. Yep. But again, I liked it. Go If you've seen the first one, you got to see it, Chapter 2.
1: My pick of the week is another record remastered. Uh, this one was only remastered two years, three years after it originally came out. This band broke up like five years ago, and I've missed them ever since. But I really haven't listened to them a lot over the last five years. And then for some reason, a song that I put on reminded me of them. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't listened to this band in a long time. So I go to Spotify. I look them up, and I'm like, Transit? Holy shit. shit. I haven't listened to Transit in years. And it turns out that my favorite record for them was redone in 2012.
0: Yeah. That's probably my only record I know of Yeah, and
1: they, they redid it in 2012, and
0: um, I think they it. broke
1: up in 13 or 14, so it was before they broke up, but I didn't know they reissued it, and they have some alternate versions of some other songs. Oh. Long Lost Friends is my yep. favorite song, yep. and I listened to that for the first time in years, and I was like, God damn, did I so love good. this so fucking cool. band, because Young New England, I believe, was their follow record. I saw them once. I saw
0: them once yeah.
1: um, And I, they, I didn't love that record. But I still go back, and I love, love, love Listen and Forgive. So check it out, the reissue of Listen and Forgive from Transit, RIP Transit. We love you guys. Um, I even want to say one of their members passed away not too long ago. That's a shame if that's yeah, true. I'm, I want to say that I saw that all over social media. It was the bass player, guitar player. I'm not 100% on that, so my apologies, guys, if that's wrong. If I have the wrong band, I do apologize. Um, but anyway, that is my pick of the week. Uh, and sam's got it chapter two i liked spider-man far from home as well not not enough to be on pick of the week because it's a little too obvious clearly it's my pick of the week i fucking love that movie it was really good but uh anyways that was episode 152 we'll be back next week with episode 153
0: nothing's over